Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's Friday. You're heading into the weekend. It's a homestand in Pittsburgh. Cruz is launching missiles. You get three guys in three, three guys in one month have trifecta home runs for the Pirates. We only hit 120 home runs last year. And I got to give uh, props to Yarkles for predicting that the Pirates were going to have a home run surge this year because I didn't see it coming, particularly knowing that Yoshi was only going to hit one home run. Um, And it's not like Vogelbach has hit a shit ton of home runs. It's really been across the board, and it's been the um, emergence of guys like um, Jack Sawinski and, to a little lesser extent, Diego Castillo. But I think everybody in the lineup is capable of hitting home runs now. Um, So, I mean, even Marcano put up a couple. So, I mean, everyone is contributing. You know, they're doing a nice job. Uh, I actually felt like in my gut before the game started last night that um, maybe the Pirates were going to have a good homestand. Just seemed like maybe they're going to put it together. Uh, It's going to be... I had a long night last night, by the way. I got called into my overnight early. So, I don't know. They called around 6.30, and I was just getting up after um, napping for a couple hours after taking a Tylenol PM. And uh, I told them I would shoot for 8.30. So, I worked 8.30 to 7.30. And uh, that's a pretty long night, Um, you know, just for an overnight you know, I mean, you can work that shift, um, but for an overnight shift, it can be taxing, you know, for an old dude like me. So there were points within the night when I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. You know, like I feel, just felt horrible. And I think the turning point was probably um, we have a, a 102 year old woman that is on. Um, I always forget what the word for that is. Um Uh, The end of life, you know, she's going through like end of life care. And, um, you know, she was nervous and scared and I had to comfort her a little bit. And then I realized like any pain that I was going through being, you know, super tired, working this overnight, having to come in early, not getting my nap in. (sighs) I was pretty frustrated not to get the not to get to watch the whole Pirates game um, before my shift. Um, but nevertheless, um, I got her done, you know, and, you know, seeing the struggles that she was going through, Elizabeth, um, I realized that, you know, I can work through this, you know, I've been through this before I've worked back when I was younger and I was more driven. Um, I've worked 65 hour work weeks, you know, and that's like in the business world where I'm managing an entire team of people running an office and having to hit sales quotas. So it's not like I've never done this before. It's just, you know, I kind of burned myself out doing it too much at a younger age. And now it's just like, I don't have that much in the tank anymore. But if I have to go to the tank, I can. Um, Which is a good transition to um, David Bednar, you know. He can always reach down and, you know, give you whatever you need. But the problem with the David Bednar has nothing to do with 
David Bednar. And I have, I have been um, reluctant to um, say too many bad things about the manager. I mean, at times, you know, the lineups have left me scratching my head. At times when he benches guys after they have a big game. Yeah, I haven't been a big fan of that <clears throat> like early in the year. But uh, I haven't been like blaming the Pirates record on Shelton. Frankly, if you look at um, the win-loss record as compared to the um, run differential, you know, he's done fine as far as wins and losses. Uh, but the way he's managed Bednar um, is just really, you can't make an excuse for that. Because you're dealing with someone's career here, you know, and you're dealing with the best pitcher on your team. And you don't, you know, run the guy into the ground. And I said this as it was happening. You don't run the guy into the ground for one win in late April or early May. You know, you need if I could see if you're in the playoffs, you know, but it's just pure mismanagement. And if you listen to the podcast that's called um, Bucks in the Basement. Um, I forget his name, but one of the ex-Pirate pitchers was on there. And he was even being critical of Shelton in saying that, hey, you know, closers are different. You know, closers are a different breed. And the reason why is because they come out there and they give it their all for three outs. The most important three outs of the game the final three outs of the game. And sometimes you only have a one-run lead. So it's called like a high-leverage save. And, you know, that's what these guys are for. And there's only certain guys that can do it. And Bednar, when healthy, is one of the best in the business. I've seen him not sent down guys one, two, three. I've seen him strike out the side on nine pitches, you know. I mean, this is a guy that is an elite closer, And when you have an elite closer and you mismanage him to the point where, you know, now he's got a bad back. And then last night was just the final straw. I mean, I was furious at seeing what they did with him last night. I mean, I was already in a sour mood with the Pittsburgh Pirates. um, Seeing that um, Gorski got hurt the night before. And that had nothing to do with the Pirates. That was just one of those fluke things. But it was just upsetting to see a guy that is really finally taking off and has the ability to be an all-star just tear his knee up, you know. And I don't know what happened. Some people are saying that it's just a really, really bad quad injury. Um, I don't know if they're checking on his, um, his tendons and if they just don't have the reports back yet. Um, but I do know that it's really bad. And I'd be surprised if we see Gorski the rest of this year. Now, Bednar, it's not like this guy's got a season-ending injury, you know, that's being caused by the manager. But you have to be cautious with a guy like this, you know? I mean, and people were joking about it, that at least, you know, they're not going to trade him now. And I get that, you know, that um, people are not happy when the Pirates trade their best players away. 
but you don't want to see a guy get hurt. I mean, you're, ta- you're not talking about being a fan or being a team or any of that stuff. You're talking about a guy's livelihood, you know? You're talking about, is this guy going to be able to get out of bed when he's my age, you know? Like, you have to help these guys. You have to put them in a position to be successful over the long haul, over long periods of time. And what Shelton has done with Bednar this year is absolutely just disgraceful, you know? There is no excuse for it because pretty much everybody saw it coming. I mean, there's some young fans who will say, ah, he's just being a pussy, you know. But the people that have watched baseball over a long period of time and really understand how it works, especially with relief pitchers and closers, there's a way to manage your bullpen. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I guess you want to manage your bullpen responsibly responsibly you know like all right i get that your job as a manager is to win games and get your team to the playoffs and maybe even win in the playoffs but maybe even more importantly than that you know you got to put your players in a position to succeed and you got to keep your players healthy and this is why the best managers and you know who used to used to screw this up sometimes um, was the old Pirates manager um, Grandpa, the guy who came from the Colorado Rockies Um, man, his name, unfortunately I can picture his face but his name is escaping me right now but you guys know who I'm talking about, you know the guy who was manager when they were winning in, uh, you know, in um, 13, 14, and 15 Uh, he used to mismanage A.J. Burnett. And here's why. Um, He would ask Burnett if Burnett wanted to keep going. And of course he wants to keep going. But as a manager, you got to know when to pull the plug on these guys. And you know he did the same thing with Garrett Cole a few times when he was younger. Do you remember those games when um, he left Garrett Cole in the game and eventually Cole would like walk the bases loaded and then give up a grand slam? Um, Garrett Cole's 2014 and 2015 would have been even better if um, Grandpa wouldn't have mismanaged him and A.J. Burnett at times. And basically, those guys were pushing him around, you know? And um, you can't do that, you know? You have to be willing to make the tough decisions, and you got to be the boss, even if it's an uncomfortable situation, you know? So if a guy like Bednar tells you he's good to go, it doesn't mean you throw him out there, you know, two days after his back was barking, enough where he could barely, like, get up off the toilet, you know? And then not just to throw him out there, but to keep him out there for 30 pitches, even after you knew that he was ineffective, I mean, he didn't get one strikeout. Somebody on Twitter said that he was giving up hits. He was giving up harder hits. or His hits were leaving the infield faster than a case of beer at a, um, at a work softball game. <laughs> you know, something like that. I totally butchered that joke. But you know what I'm saying, dude. It wasn't good. And anybody, and if, in fact, I think almost all the fans on Twitter recognized that this guy was not healthy, you know. And he did not have his stuff, you know. 
His fastballs were flat. He was crinching, he was wincing on his off-speed stuff. You should have you shouldn't have had him in there in the first place. But you should have got him out of there prior to 30 pitches. I mean, come on, man. You know? I you know, if you're that desperate for every single win, you're going to get less wins over the course of a season because you're not going to get any wins in September if you completely abuse your bullpen early in earlier in the year, particularly in April and May. But really up to the All-Star break, which is where we still are. You know, you you got to like think about what you're doing with these guys, especially on a year when you didn't have a full spring training, you know? You've seen how many guys have gotten hurt. In fact, just in last night's game, you saw the um the pitcher for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And actually, it's a recognizable thing what he did. He felt something in his arm. And then he had numbness in his hand. And that is a telltale sign for an elbow injury. And potentially, you know, he could have done some serious damage to his, um, to his ligaments in the elbow. And you could just see that, you know. And th- those, are, um, those are classic symptoms, you know, if you're just getting new to watching baseball. Um, if you have, um, well, first of all, if you feel something in your elbow, that's not good. If you can't stretch out your forearm like Roanza Contreras had last year and earlier this year, that's not good. But if you're to the point where you can't grip a baseball um, because your hand is numb, you know that there's something serious going on with your elbow. And that is why um, the trainers came out. And that is why the Milwaukee Brewers got him out of there right away. Um, I mean, he would have taken himself out of the game. But um, those are telltale signs of a guy that might be headed for Tommy John surgery. So it's a shame to see that, even if he's on a rival team. Um, and I even think Gary said yesterday, like, you don't, you never want to see that, even from a team that, you know, is a rival team. And let's face it, the Pirates aren't making a run at this division, you know. If he goes down, it's only helping the Cardinals. You know, it's not helping the Pirates. And that is just a shame to see. And I'm not saying that his injury had anything to do with mismanagement. Uh, But in the case of David Bednar, it was clearly a problem, you know. And in the case of Dylan Peters, that could very well have been... um, you know, his injury could very well have been um, avoided if you weren't always putting him in like three times a week for piggyback games just because he was lights out earlier in the year. You know, you have to keep in mind that um, you need these guys to last an entire season. And a guy that was really good at that was an older manager, um, Charlie Manuel. Uh, when he managed the um, the Cleveland Indians and the Philadelphia Phillies, one thing that he was always careful about was um, keeping his pitchers on turn. And what I mean by that is even if you have a rainout, he would keep his pitchers on turn. And you know what? Every time 
Charlie Manuel was in the playoffs, they performed pretty well. And every time with his teams, they got better towards the end of the year. And I remember seeing other managers, um, like for the New York Mets, um, comes to mind. They would try to win games in April and May. And they would take their pitchers out of turn. And the way they would do that is they would just skip their number five starter all the time. And they would just go with a four-man rotation in April when you have all those rainouts and you have all those off days. But the problem with that is come September, those Mets teams used to fold like a house of cards, man. Um, and the reason that they did is because they were not managed. He was not managing his pitching staff for the entire season. And he was not managing his bullpen for the entire season. So the Mets might have a seven-game lead over the Phillies with 10 games to go. But they blew that lead because Charlie Manuel had managed his pitching staff correctly earlier in the year. And the Mets manager, maybe it was Bobby Valentine, um, did not, you know. He did a poor job of that. And, you know, maybe Shelton is going to learn from this situation. But, I mean... I think I think we all realize that maybe this is Shelton's only chance to be a manager, you know, because it's not just that he has a bad team and it's not just that, you know, he's not winning games. He's handling things poorly. And because he's doing that, um, I don't think another team is going to hire him because if you have guys that you're paying and this is a, you know, Bednar is a guy that's extremely young. He's just entering his arbitration years. But think about if you have a guy, a closer, that you're paying $10, $15 million a year for. You want to make sure that the manager is um, managing your players correctly and not running them into the disabled list, you know, and not killing them before the playoff run. And you don't want to have to be watching all the time as the president of a team or the general manager, whoever hired that guy, you want to be able to trust your manager to manage things like that. Because it's not just about managing game situations. It's not just about lineups. It's not just about, you know, when to bring in a pinch hitter or a pinch runner. It's about managing personalities. It's about um, knowing um, when a guy is um, straining, you know, and has to be taken out of the game. And it's about knowing even when a guy like maybe even Brian Reynolds needs a day off, you know. Like, it's your job to tell those guys, hey, I'm going to give you this Sunday off because um, we're going to need you in October. Because these guys are driven. They're like I was, you know, when I was, you know, 29 years old you know, making my way up um, through the corporate ranks, you know. Um, They are driven, and you don't want to wear them out to where I am now, you know, (laughs) straining to work a a ten-and-a-half-hour day, you know. So there you are with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like I said, you know, I had a kind of a gut feeling going into this homestand that maybe they're going to make a run. But maybe Shelton has completely ruined that, you know. Like, I wouldn't think that you want to put Bednar in any more games in this homestand, you know? If you really worry about his health long-term. 
And being as it be, you know, I don't know if they're going to sweep this homestand against the Brewers and the Yankees. And I was thinking maybe they would because crazy things happen in baseball. And it seemed like they were due because they've had a lot of really bad road trips this year. But I think Shelton shot himself in the foot, you know. By bringing Bednar in, you know, while he's hurting, he may have been trying to save this one game, even with a four-run lead. But what he did is he probably cost himself more wins in the long run. And that's something to think about, ladies and gentlemen, on the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. And you know what? I'm going to go to bed, man. I'm going to put the air conditioning on because it's going to get hot today. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your Friday night. If you can get out to the ballpark, I would do it, you know. Get a chance to see O'Neill Cruz and Jack Suwinski, who is the prototypical left fielder, slugging left fielder. And I think he's going to stick around, man. I think he's going to be the left fielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates for some time. So that's all. That's some good news right there, you know. Enjoy your weekend. Peace out.